Welcome to the Code Life Podcast with me, Nathan Blackaby, and my great mate, Carl Beach. Hello, mate. Mate. Right. A few notices and some info first. Let's just kick this off. So one of the things we want to mention is the new podcast. So in 2023, uh, Beachy and I are investing a lot of time and resources into the podcast. Um, yes. Yeah, because we we know it can be better and we want to go in depth on stuff. We want to explore stuff, do some mm. research, don't we, mate? We do, mate. I mean, we started off by digging into some books and stuff like that. Yeah, and then, yeah. Then we started having sort of more casual, interesting conversations. Yeah. More conversations. Now we're saying, I think it's a season. Yeah. Where every month we're going to go for a 90 minute. Yeah, we're going to do a yeah, big session. Yeah. Big session. We've got loads of stuff lined up to talk about. It's a little guest interviews and all yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, we've got all that again. significant time into it, haven't we? We have. And also, what we realised was that we needed to invest a bit in our hardware to get us up to speed with where podcasts are at. So, exciting stuff. 2023, we've got a new look podcast. We've got proper mics coming. And the audio quality is going to be through the roof. And the production level as well. So, we're looking forward to that. Does so something gonna, new. Right. That's it, mate. Does something new. A um, few more things to mention. Tatcom's EDC. So, again, another thing in 2023 is a new resource, Tactical Comms Everyday Carry. Uh, 12 books, one a month, with a month's worth of devotional thoughts and reflections for your faith, but also to challenge you and get you on the front foot of God's purposes in introducing your mates to Jesus, which is what we're all about. So... That is available, cvm.org.uk forward slash taccoms. It's only 12 quid. That's one pound a book for the year. That's amazing, isn't it, mate? Yeah, absolutely amazing. And I've got little one in front of me, mate. I know we don't show the video, but yeah. it's, it's a listen to that. Yeah, it's a quality. Policy of the paper. <laughs> so I am pleased to say we what we're saying is we've got some new stuff coming and the podcast is going to be big. So you don't want to miss that. Yeah. Um, so there's just a few little announcements and stuff. Let me baffle you with some facts and stats. Humans on, right, mm. shed around 40 pounds of skin in our lifetime. Um, I, mate, I know a fellow in Hackney who does a lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the outer layer of skin. Tony, he does more than that. Tony, he's shedding skin, is he? Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, it happens, mate. It does happen. Uh, you are your tallest in the morning when you wake up. Yeah. Good to know. Fingernails grow faster than toenails because they get more sunlight. Mine, mine grow very fast on the right hand. Is that right? Look at them. Oh, yeah. I don't bite. I'm not a nail biter. Look at them. Nah, nice, right. mate. Nice. Got some length on them. Yeah, mate. Interestingly, in Brazil, a little bit of a sub something here. When I lived in Brazil, they were shocked that men in England didn't paint their nails. And it's a yeah, so it's a known thing in Brazil, men get their nails done, but it's a clear lacquer to make them look shiny and healthy, and it's a very common thing. That's quite a nice, nice idea, actually. A little yeah. bit of clear on the nails. Yeah. A little bit of clear gloss. Is that the sort of thing that you would partake of? <laughs> no, I don't think I ever did, to be fair. 
Cover your groomer. Your groom. <laughs> groomer. That sounds no. terrible. <laughs> yeah, oh, you know, your male grooming. Well, I look after my beard, and I do. I do have a theory that if you if you look after your nails, then generally the rest of your body hygiene's pretty good. So you're not a nail biter? No, mate. No, I don't bite nails. Never have. Yeah, I've never been able to get through them. Have you tried? Yeah, back in the day, I mean they're quite tough. Yeah, 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 you got to work I on like, it. I like a nice set of nails. Lovely. Yeah, you do keep the nails nice, quite long actually. Yeah, yeah. I keep one particularly long. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me give you some more stats. You blink around twenty times a minute, so that's over ten million blinks a year. It's quite a lot, isn't it, mate? I'm blinking as I'm saying it. Are you a blinker? <laughs> you, I think you blink more than me. Oh, is that a sign of weakness? No, <laughs> you've just done five. I have not. I'm blinking now because I'm thinking about it. You've done another one. Ah. Coming out, you're banging him out. That's because I'm thinking about that stat. Stupid, isn't it? There you go, doesn't it? I'm going off. Here's an interesting one. You produce about forty thousand liters of spit in your lifetime. <laughs> oh dear. That's enough to fill five hundred baths. Oh. <laughs> Human body's amazing, isn't it? Eighty percent. Oh, mate! Constantly, 80% of the human brain is water. Yeah, the brain. The brain does fascinate me. Yeah. How much of it is un, not unlocked? How yeah. much capacity have we got? There's swathes of energy. I mean, the power of the brain is basically a mass computer, an organic computer. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it, mate? Oh, yeah, incredible. We don't really get it, do we? Now, do you remember, I think it's maybe Robocop 2 or 3, where they take a human brain and they put it mm. into a robot? Yeah, that was a fact. That actually happened. Actually happened. <laughs> uh, well, we could go on about that all day, but I thought it'd be interesting to tackle something Mate, that's just come no, up. Sorry, just before you oh, move on, did you ever see the YouTube video footage of the chicken? And it's, they tried to kill it by shooting it to eat it, and he blew his head off, but he left a stem and a brain. Oh, no. And, he kept, and that's all it had, and he, kept, he was just running around and behaved like and that, all the other chickens. They, just, they dropped feed down its neck. Really? Lived. Lived a normal life. Well. Oh, mate. This with they, the brains. They have kept a dog head alive, haven't they? I know it's getting a bit morbid, but... Hey. Yeah. Then This is going back 20, 30 years. They got a dog head, and they had it blood pumping to it and oxygen and they kept it alive and it was it was mouth was moving and eyes going ears going horrible oh, mate that's horrible that's terrible that's actually quite disturbing yeah it, it, it is i kind of wish i hadn't said that but that's yeah that's where it goes um it's a live podcast. yeah it's a live podcast it's what you got and let me just uh i'll end it with something a little bit less uh Let's find another stat just to make it a little bit more. Uh... Oxygen isn't colourless, apparently. While you can't see what oxygen uh, is, I guess, it's, it's actually pale blue colour when it's a solid or a liquid. Yeah. Interesting fact. Anyway, the point was, I noticed this thing in the news, right? And uh, I don't know if 
anyone, you know, you, you're probably not that into UFC as much as I am or don't follow the news for it and stuff. But well, there's I a thing. I've got the TikTok, YouTube. Video. Okay, I like yeah. It, but I don't, I'm not a fanboy, you know. Not a fanboy, yeah. So I follow a bit of UFC. I get a few updates and stuff. Um, and there's a guy called Dana White who is the yeah. UFC president. And he's been he's been president of UFC for a long time. Um, he's a big guy. He's a very big guy. Not like massively overweight, but he's solid, big lump. He's just revealed in the last couple of days, and all the celebs are talking about it, he's lost 30 pounds in weight. But not only that, he's absolutely shredded. You know, peck, six-pack, he's got the full lot. You know, looks no, like... Well, he could be steroids. Yes, mm. he's done it in about 10 weeks. So obviously a lot oh, of this okay. muscle was under the fat. But he's he's shredded fat in, in 10 weeks. But what was interesting, so he's 53. And what was interesting is that Dana White went to one of these fitness uh, health guru type blokes. Uh, I can't remember his name. He's, he's called 10 Times Fitness or something like that. And basically, this guy in Hollywood and, and you know with these celebs, he's now worked out this uh, algorithm or system that he's he's claiming is his, and he can take samples of your DNA, your blood, and he's looking at fat cells in your blood. He's looking at diet mapping, what you're currently eating, what you weigh, you know, what your resting heart rate is. Basically, they scan and scrape you for a day, and then about a week and a half later, they ring you up. And they can give you what they claim is an accurate. If you stay on that current life trajectory, uh, they can give you an accurate to the month date where you will die. Wow. That's what they're claiming. And Dana White's was 10 years and four months he was given. So that would take him to about 63. And uh, apparently, you can find his story about this online. They're just talking about it. But apparently that was it. He said, no way, I'm not having it. Like, I'm not dying in 10 years. So he's lost all this weight and he's turned it around. But it got me asking the question about mortality. Um, And it is not always something we talk about and embrace. So England, our average male um, life expectancy is around 80, 81 years old. Yeah, Um, so I've got 30 years. So you could have 30 years, so 30 more summers, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. 30 more Brilliant. Christmases. I was looking at the the world meters online, and a lot, obviously, this wouldn't surprise you perhaps, but a lot of um, African countries are like males are living to, on average, about 55. Yeah. Which, mate, that's mad. That's like, I've got, I could have like 12 more years. Yeah. That's scary. It's scary. Just dialing back a little bit. Go on. How? I mean, the Bible is very clear. Job, Psalm yep. 139, various other pieces. It's God who numbers our days. Yeah. He counts the days. You know, Psalm 139, shooting the bridge off the top of my head. Every day ordained for me was in your book before one of them came to pass. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Do we actually think that through science someone can actually... Tells within a month. That's what they're claiming. Within a month? When you're gonna die? Well, how have they proved this? Have they given this to a few people and then they've pegged it and they've gone, <laughs> there you go? Told I don't you. know. I think they're just 
we'll have to have a digger, uh, a digger, uh, a digger, bigger dig on this. Yeah, it's worth isn't it because that's yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, at the very least, it's a very, very good sales pitch for your fitness classes, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Come and see me. Give me a few grand. I'll tell you when you're going to fall off the perch. Yeah. Then it's your diet program. Yeah. Know a few grand. It's, it is interesting, mate. And I don't know if you see these ads running at the moment. Newman, they're called. Newman. Or, playing yeah, on the words yeah, of Newman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they say their ad, their strapline is, the test is free. And then, and then this voice says, unless we find something. And suddenly you're filled with doubt. It's like, oh. Maybe I am diabetic. Maybe I have got an aneurysm about the pop or, do you know what I mean? You suddenly start living in panic. And I think that's where a lot of this wants to keep you. But. Well, yeah, the pursuit of immortality, isn't it? Yes. I mean, there is no doubt that healthy lifestyle and healthy living affects you. So where I yeah. live, you live three miles west of here. You live 10 years longer. Wow. And three miles west of here, you live 30 years longer without chronic ill health problems. Wow. So in a deprived community, you're basically going to have, you know, you're going to fall ill quicker with wow. chronic ill health and you're going to die sooner. So we do know that there are things you can do yep. to extend your mortality. Yeah. Cancer's linked to certain things and certain yep. food, all blah, blah, blah. Like, we, we know all that. So clearly yeah. there's truth in there, but Actually saying, I know when you're going to die. Hey, that's that's a big thing. Yeah. I mean, statistically, you could probably work it out a bit, a bit anyway. But that's what but they're saying. I had a question about, like you saying, we don't like to think about death. I mean, back in the Victorian times, when you died, your body got laid out in some coffin in your living room. Yeah. Everyone came out to look, you know, and bring out your dead in the medieval times. Yeah. Like death was everywhere. People just died in the street. And yeah. Medics couldn't keep you alive. It's like, well, I have the red jelly or the blue jelly. One of them might work. Yeah. Who knows? Now we can keep people going and like, can't we, for years? And yeah. We don't like, we don't like thinking about dying, do we? Well, we don't. And I think our culture, perhaps Western culture, I could say, keeps us a little bit distanced from it. So there is the whole denial of aging, you know, that we're sold this dream that if you keep dying your hair and, believing you're not as old as you are, then you go on forever and you can have surgery to cover wrinkles and keep stretching and pulling. And So there is a denial of age and that we are dying, but there's also the process of death. Like, obviously, we've done a few funerals and processes and, you know, we've been involved in that side of death as ministers of religion. Yeah. yeah, but the whole process is is almost shielded from you. So when someone dies, you, you, if let's say it's in a hospice, you leave that hospice, you won't ever see that body again. It's in a closed coffin. It's at the undertakers. You know, it's all done and dusted. My experience in Brazil and perhaps other countries is open coffin, wakes around the body. You know, it's seen. You're, you're not, you see the dead, you, you see death. It's much well, closer. I think graveyards are quite important, aren't they? Graveyards yeah. in communities, because you're like, you know you're just a part of that story. Yeah. You know, you know a little village with a village graveyard and all your ancestors there, you know where you're heading. And that that is a level, isn't it? It keeps people it grounded, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Grounded. yeah, it does. Yeah. I think the Queen dying, 
actually thrust a lot of people into the reality of their own mortality because she, not that we thought she was immortal, but it was hard to imagine her dying, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's because she'd been there for like forever. Yeah. I mean, I was born in 72, you know, it's all I've ever known. And this is a side subject, but I've reflected on why it's felt so destabilising. It's because that that if you have this figurehead or this institution, it's immovable, mm. always present, through thick and thin, always calm, never overly excited, never overly depressed. It's like, yeah, steady, yeah, steady, steady, gone. Yeah. Wow. Hold on. You only appreciate it when it's gone. Yeah. How powerful that institution actually is, or yeah. these symbols of of being anchored and rooted, and yeah, you know, the Queen never really expressed huge emotion, but it was constant stability, constant reassurance. Mm. You know, met with every prime minister, like Churchill. You know, she knew Churchill. I mean, it's mad. Yeah. Now she's gone. And it's yep. made everyone, like we saw the same with Diana, didn't we? Like the yeah. streets still full of grievers and people mourning. And yeah. I, I wondered also, mate, if there's something in there about, like worship is the most selfless thing we can do. And when there's this outpouring of grief, it's the closest people get to experiencing what we experience on a weekly basis as Christians. Mm. That's interesting, yeah. Like, you know, it's selfless emotion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's something like a, a, a national lament kind of thing. It's interesting. You know, but but other than that, we just bury our heads in the sand. And so we yeah. constantly thinking about, let's buy this new MacBook. Oh, I want yeah. a better speaker. Let's get that bonsai from the office. Let's, and it's all shallow mm. because you're going to die. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm navigating this now. You know, I've got mm. a very dear mate, you know, with a with a terminal illness, and I've had a few mates over the years that I've walked with through these sorts of things. Yeah. And then it, then when you're suddenly confronted with it, then you suddenly think, oh, flip, like, how am I using my time? Yeah. Like, what if I only had three, four years? Yeah. How would I use my time? And it would be, it wouldn't be, oh, I need to go on a cruise and I must go to the seven wonders of the world. And it's like, yeah, I spend my time with people mm. and my loved ones and my friends. And you start to prioritize everything. Mm-hmm. So I think about how you're using your life. But yeah, when you're not funny with that, it's like, yeah, I need that new vinyl player. Yeah. I need that amp. And it's like meaningless. Yeah, wasted time, wasted time. that's how we're all, like, most of us are living our lives. Must Mm. get that iPhone X Pro 13, blah, blah, blah. Or, Mm. no, you could go and sit with your gran a bit more. Yeah. Or do both. (laughs) (laughs) But you get my point. I get your point. Maybe, mate, I, I was... Maybe there's this thing where, I think it's in the Bible, where it's like, live with eternity in view. You heard that? Yeah, well, well, it says in Proverbs, God, um, for God has placed eternity into our hearts. Yeah, yeah, I for think God so. Has... Oh, 
I keep getting confused with God's your heart is the world's thing of life and for his place eternity. It might be Ecclesiastes, actually, but he has placed eternity in our hearts. Is Ecclesiastes 3.11. Okay. I'm close for most of God. I didn't have the verse. Yeah. So- Something like that, isn't it? We need to ponder on. Yeah, I think so. So, A, like, if you knew that if you didn't change your life, you were going to die in the next number of years, what would you do to change your life? Mm. If and, and and so I'm going through this process actually quite profoundly at the moment. I'm like, mm. what do I do? You know, how am I living my life? And I've really, it's really pulled me up short. Mm. Um, bottom line is, I know, I know when we die, what we should say is we do know as men that this is not the end because, yeah. Obviously, we have faith in our hearts and we know we have assurance that one day we'll be with Jesus and there mm. is eternity. But you also want to live life to the full now, don't you? Yeah, you do. Maybe maybe it's keeping that short account, you know, even in relationships. If there's stuff that's sitting there, I don't know, whether it's words not said or bitterness harboured, you know, do you know what I mean? There's stuff we carry in all sorts of ways relating to people that you think actually with eternity in view, with the end of my life in view or being real about my own mortality, this stuff, I'm not going to carry that. I'm not going to let that go on and on and on each year. I'm going to, I'm going to deal with some of this stuff. And there might be those sort of roadblocks for people, might not there that just you help get some clarity on when you look at your own mortality. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, live live as if it's your last. Yeah. You know, yeah, we need the mate. balance of planning for the future, but do you know what is sad, mate, is when you mm. hear people talking like, I'll just do another 15 years and I'll yeah. just, then I'll be all right and then I can do my thing, mate. That's it. Bob may call your soul to account tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. leave things unsaid. Seize the moment. Live the day well, isn't it? Really? Seize the day, boys. What's that moment from the old... Carpe uh, diem. Carpe diem. Yeah. Seize the day. That's powerful. Mate, that moment is it's even more powerful now, probably, because he has passed away, you know. But that yeah. moment, when he's looking at that picture and all yeah, those, those faces... Things. Listen, listen. Carpe, carpe diem, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, oh, day, yeah, man. But it's it's right. You, you can let your life flutter by and just all you say, I might only have this many more Christmases. I'm going for it. Yeah, and like it's always like, well, one day I'll have that house. One day I'll do that. That'd be someone else's one day. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Code Life Podcast.